at the beginning of every relationship with a client, I let them know my goal. I said, my dirty ulterior motive is I want a good review at the end. And I know that all that is, is the byproduct of an excellent relationship. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to Stay Paid. Dude, I will tell you this, man, because we're still obviously quarantined. I'm not sure, you know, if hopefully when this is, when people are listening to this, we're out of the quarantine and, and the, the world has opened back up. The, the virtual um, is really blowing my mind. It's In terms of mind. what? In terms of how seamless it is? or well, it, we, it, we have, So everybody who's been following along with our journey. So, you know, at Reminder Media here, Josh and I have 20, 220 employees and most of the employees did not work from home. Like, right. Pretty much none. Well, nobody worked from home, full, like worked remote full time. We have two departments yeah. that were working from uh, working remotely at two days a month, I think. Yes. So, so, you know, we had some of it going on, but not much. But literally overnight, we had to switch or flip the switch and literally get 98% of yeah, our- the hardest employees. part was finding headsets. Yeah, headsets were unbelievable. Going to Walmart and buying all the headsets we could find. This is a lesson on economics, people, supply and demand. The camera that I'm using right now, I think I got for like 40 bucks. Okay, which is, yeah, you know, now this same camera is going for 129 bucks on like eBay and stuff. <laughs> and like our vendor to do cameras for all of our employees at home, they have a back order of 12,000 cameras. Like, I mean, just the crazy yes. demand. But I've been blown away, man, at like our sales team being able to sell from home. Our, our communication. I mean, it's a testament to, I think, our people and the culture of the people. And I had listened, I shared this with our company at one of our all staff meetings over Zoom, that Simon Sinek talks about, you never judge a crew on a ship in calm waters. Right. You judge a crew on a ship when they get into rough waters. That's where the real value you see in the people. And you only have a valuable crew in rough waters if the culture in the, in the, you know, behaviors and discipline has been instilled before you get there. And it's just a testament to our crew because I've been blown away. We almost had a record sales day. Like I think the third we, most sales in one day. Yeah, we were like three off from breaking the record during this whole pandemic on our inside sales team. It was unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe it. So anyways, that's what's going on in my brain. If, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> no, I love it. Hey man, the, the, who we have on the podcast today, I know has been, has been, keeping at it during this time as well. His name is Will Penny. He is the president of Penny Real Estate Company. He's been a licensed realtor since 1988. So he's seen it all. Up to this point, you've seen 2020 now. You've seen it all at this point. <laughs> during his career, he sold over $250 million worth of local real estate and is among the top 5% of realtors to be a certified residential specialist, as well as being the highest rated realtor in uh, Northeast Ohio on Zillow. And the stat that we love to see the most, he attributes over 90% of his business to referral marketing through past clients. Will, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Yeah, I man. listen to this podcast every week, and I'm really, really uh, stoked to be on here. Dude, you're making me blush, Will. You're making me blush. Well, we got a listener. That's awesome. We need a little man. bit of color, Luke. You haven't been I need, dude. I, you know I always want to look tan. That's why I always tell the video people is make me look more tan 
please, because I've always been so, you know, I don't tan well. That's just, let's just leave it there. But Will, man, super you, excited to have you, you want, on. If you want me to blush, sing some more train. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's missing the reference, I was, um, did a sing-along with my wife. My wife and I's oh date. Oh my God. It's turned into us doing sing-alongs on because I loved music everybody who knows my history knows that man I was one of those kids homeschooled grew up playing music four hours a day uh so I loved music but you have to check that out on my Instagram at Luke I was welling up (laughs) (laughs) well let's talk about you well man I mean you are killing it in the real estate game and I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience just share kind of how you got into real estate how your career has gone where you're at today all right cool um so I became a realtor in April of 1988. I uh, graduated from high school in 87. I'm 51 now. And I started at Kent State University, which is, uh, you've, everyone's heard of Kent State. It's a big school. Um, so I was actually working at an auto parts store and this guy came in to get spark plugs. And he started chatting with me about real estate and he knew a guy who knew a guy who owned a Century 21 office over in Akron. And he said I could be their Portage County man. And I was like, great, I'm in. So I went over there and I ended up taking my, my classes and um, I got my license there. They called me Flash in the Pan Penny. That was my <laughs> nickname. Because they thought that I set my goals too high. Um, we actually had a guy in that office uh, in 1986. His name was Hank Thalrose. He sold 384 homes without an assistant. Oh my gosh, man. That is he was awesome. number two in sales volume for Century 21 in the entire system for units. And his, wow. every house he sold was 39.9 <laughs> back then. So anyway, I walked around with him for a while. And I carried his briefcase and drove his Cadillac. And that's how I got my foot in the door. And I ended up selling 17 houses my first year. Wow, um, man. I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great, believe me. But um. I think I owed the IRS six grand, got in a payment plan. That was, that, so that, that taught me very early to save money for taxes. Um, but then I made a Century 21 Centurion Award, which back then anyway, it was 60 units. I did that at 24. Um, and then uh, my wife and I started Penny Real Estate. She was a trainer. She's the broker. Mm. Um, so yeah, so she's the broker. I'm not. Um, and she was a trainer with Century 21 at the time, and we left and started Penny Real Estate in February of 01. Um, never looked back. Uh, mm. Worked by myself. I, I recruited an agent from Remax at the time. Uh, no, Cobalt Banker. Uh, she came over and she was my showing agent. I just paid her like 10% of everything I did um, just to be, you know, just show houses and help me with listings and stuff like that. Uh, she lasted a year. Um, bounced around through a few people, had a buddy of mine work with me for a long time. Then in 2013, uh, I, I hired uh, my first key player. Her name's Tina, and she's my listing manager, um, and she also sells houses. So my team's made up of three. I've got a, sh- uh, a licensed showing agent, and I've got a licensed uh, listing manager. They're both salaried, but then they also sell houses. So Tina and Rebecca... They all, they both sold between 20 and 30 homes each year, each last year. Wow. While, I, and she's my showing agent as well and my closing coordinator. And when I list a house, Tina goes out and measures and coordinates photos. So I've got a little bit different setup. They, they have double roles. So they act as, they've got their job in the office, but then they sell houses as well. 
That's incredible. Um, and they both do really well at it. That's um, incredible. Yeah, last year we sold 251 houses, just about 47 million uh, in sales volume. Um, that translated to 1.7 million in revenue. Man, uh, seriously, congrats, dude. That is amazing. Yeah, so thank you. Um, 2018, I've got a buddy of mine, Mark, a uh, very close friend of mine, and he worked for a, uh, a medium-sized independent broker. Uh, he got licensed in 2007, so right before the crash. And he and two people were doing about 100 to 120 transactions a year. And I've been bugging him for years. Well, the end of 2018, he broke loose from uh, his uncle's brokerage and came over and started an office for me. So now we have two offices. He works out of one. I'm in the other. So our company is two teams, my yeah. team and Mark's team. And that's uh, pretty is much how Mark's it works. Is Mark's team structured the same way or does he does, do a different structure on his team? Pretty similar. He's got a, his mom's a showing agent for him. He pays her by the hour and then he jumps back in when they find a house and uh, writes the offer. And then he's got two team members that do their own thing. Um, they're great. We've got really, I mean, there's only six of six heartbeats, but really, really solid people. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's incredible just from the numbers you're doing. So I'm curious, right? So, I mean, there's so many questions going through my mind of, you know, structures of teams and, and why'd you choose that structure? Why you pay people salary, all that stuff. And maybe we can get into that. But the number one question we hear from people is, how do you generate leads? And it's not just about generating leads. It's more about the consistency and what are the systems that are working for you that you, you know, really have tested and have spent time and you know, hey, if I work this system, it's going to generate me X amount of leads. Can you walk us through kind of your marketing, what you do? Yep. So here's the boring part. 1994, was it 94? Yeah, 94, I went to a Joe Stump main event in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, yeah we know him. He's been around forever. And uh, so check this out. I went to this main event, and he was talking about buy referral only. So I wow. left that thing, and I thought, this is it. So from that point on, I was in six years. Um, I started keeping in touch with my past clients 15, 20 times a year. Mm. Um, so when you talk about leads, I, one thing I do that maybe some agents either don't or don't find important is that I have a database right now during this pandemic, I'm, I'm keeping in contact with my database twice a week. Is that so email, doing, text message, phone call, a mixture? No, what I did, um, well, yes, bomb bomb. Yep. So. I've been doing a, uh, a market update, uh, real estate market update once a week, talking about the number of transactions. We had in Ohio, we got a little bit better than uh, Pennsylvania because we're allowed to work. We can still show homes. Right. All right. We have a very restrictive stay at home order, but our essential, however they, you know, however the governor thought of it, he didn't stop us from showing houses. So as long as we're taking precautions, um, and honor, you know, abiding by social distancing rules. I mean, everything's shut down here. Restaurants, everything's shut down still. And he just extended the stay-at-home order until the end of May. Uh, but realtors are allowed to work. So in May, we sold 30 houses. Uh, in April, we sold 27. Yep. So I, we hear so much bad news. 
I decided about uh, the end of middle to end of March to start doing a weekly update. So I do our two counties, um, Portage and Summit County. I'm near Akron, between Akron and Cleveland, like right in the northeast part of the state. Um, I started doing an update for two counties and like two weeks ago from the 21st to the 28th of April, there were 219 pending sales in Summit and Portage County. Same period of time last year, 143. Wow. 219 in one week. Median days on market for those sales was 15 days. So wow. I showed a, a $300,000 house in Cleveland today. Um, it came on the market yesterday. It was 299. Uh, met a buyer there that was referred by my brother. Um, we left the house, texted the agent. She's already got two over list price offers. I didn't even have a chance to get an offer in. Mm. So, so you're updating people through video with those type of stats every I week? I put it on Instagram. Okay. I don't have a bunch of followers on Instagram. I got 300 and some. But then it goes to Facebook where we've got a, almost 1,700. But then nice. I boost that in a 15-mile radius. Every week, I spend 50 bucks and boost it. Um, and I get, about three to 4, 000, I get about three to 4,000 views, 700 to 1,000 playthroughs or through plays. So that's what, at least 10 to 15 seconds that they watch? Yep, that's beautiful, man. That's awesome. So 50 bucks a week, a market update, key points, how many home sales, uh, days on market. Yeah. Just to combat, and I'm very sensitive when I do these updates because I don't want people to just think that I'm some capitalist pig, right? So I want to make sure that we're acknowledging the fact that lots of people have been hurt by this pandemic. Lots of people are out of work. But then I go and say, you know, Northeast Ohio, 60% of the workers are in healthcare, government work, or education. We don't have a terribly blue collar market in the house, you know, in the housing market. Sure. So we haven't had one transaction fall through because someone got furloughed or laid off. Not one. That's amazing. Man. And I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, this agent lost 17 deals last month in Mississippi. 17 of his 30 pending sales fell apart because of layoffs. We've had zero fall apart yet. So I'm just trying to promote that information to the public as much as I possibly can so they don't think it's all, all doom and gloom. Because one thing we're having trouble with is getting listings right now because uh, people don't want to have people through their house when they're home with their kids. Right. So I'm putting these videos out there every Tuesday. And then Friday, I'm doing some kind of an update. Um, Today, I did the, a video in front of that house with the girl, you know, my client with her mask on, just talk, asking her why she chose us, why she's choosing to look for a house now. Um, was she comfortable with the precautions that we're taking looking at a house and had her answer those questions? So, and then I, I'll take that video and I'll send it out to my database of 3,000 people on BombBomb. So every, I'll do Instagram, Facebook, boost on Facebook, BombBomb. Love it. So I, we get, and I'm a freak about, I've heard you guys talk about it um, and other podcasts I listen to. I go to the MLS. This is a good thing for new eight, for agents in general. Um, I go into the MLS. I pull up a year worth of sales and I start at the beginning and I click on the uh, realist or tax number, see who it is, pull it up on my phone, send them a text that says, Hey Luke, um, just thinking about you. Hope you guys are hanging in there during this crazy time. Uh, keep in touch, Will. And mm. I send that out and I'll do a hundred of them in a day. I 
last week I wiped out from 2010 because before then I don't have phone numbers. Okay. Because you know, it was a different world before 2010, texting and I didn't have a smartphone. Before, so I didn't keep their numbers before then. Sure. Um, I, 2010 to 2000 now, um, I texted everybody that text. That is incredible. So it doesn't take, to- it's free and it takes no time at all. I can knock out an entire year and a half a day. And I'm, and I'm selling a hundred plus, like personally, I'm, I'm doing 195 to 110 transactions myself. So, and the, um, I don't, do you use any mass text, um, no. texting platforms? You no, can but, use just so everybody who's listening, there are, cause my brother does this is, uh, use a, and it's still personal, right? It's a personal text to them, but you know, he basically can uh, mass text all of his database, um, a personal text and it comes. You can do that through. Uh, Lion Desk. Can you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Follow up boss. I use follow up boss. That's my CRM. You can't do it through there. But the reason I do it individually, even though it's old school, is because it comes from a different phone number. You can't have mass texting that I'm aware of through your own phone. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's right? a great so point. Lion Desk, I purchased a local phone number. But see, then they'll get the text through that. And then when they text me back, I text them. It'll be through my cell phone. And it's I don't want it to look, experience. I don't want it to look um, sketchy. I love that, man. That's how deep, you know what I want to point out to the audience? That's how deep you're thinking about the client experience and what they feel. And that's the level you have to think about it. You seriously do. You have to think about it to a level that if it confuses the potential <clears throat> client at all, you, you know, you're hindering yourself. You're not making it easy for people to get a hold of you and you're confusing them. So I love that. Well, so- and you run the risk. In that particular case where you're trying to show compassion and that you're thinking about them just to see if they need anything and you're not reach, not mentioning real estate at all, if it comes from one phone number, it, that, the last thing I want is for them to think that that was a mass text. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? On a, on a, hey, Luke, I'm thinking about you, man. I just want to make sure you're doing okay or your kid's okay. You know? I love that, brother. Uh, I don't no, want to risk so- it. That goes sideways. Yeah, so spot on, so spot on. How much of your business, so 251 deals last year, I mean, are you tracking, like how much of your business is coming from referrals? So as a whole, probably 70%. Okay. Now, That's we nice. do, I've got two Zillow zip codes. I spend almost four grand a month on Zillow. Okay. Um, we've got, I get a Now, I include referrals as my... When I, when I first talked to you about being on your show, we have more reviews than anybody in the entire state. I've got 522 on Zillow. Mm. Um, and at the risk of sounding arrogant, you don't have anybody that has 500 reviews on Zillow. That's impressive, man. I got 61 on Google. I've got a bunch on Angie's List. I've got 25 on um, Facebook. I mean, we've got like 700 reviews out there. So I get, I'm getting more and more business from that. The younger crowd and older crowd, I just listed a house for an 89 year old lady named Lorna who found me on Google, Mm. right? So, and the younger people, I got a buyer yesterday, found me on Google. Um, I pay HomeSnap so that it posts to Google every like three days a week. It's 500 bucks a year. When you uh, say post to Google, explain to people, I guess what you mean yeah. by that. 
Every time I list a house, it'll post a link on Google. Okay. Um, yeah. And then it'll put like other like memes and stuff. And then what I do is I post on there periodically. Um, so organically, I'm showing up on a local real estate search. Love that. And it's free. Cost so are you tracking, you get, like you're counting the review, uh, deals that you get from the reviews. You're social saying proof. Are- yeah, I, anything social mm-hmm. proof where, because honestly, if someone calls me and says, hey, I'm calling you because uh, Josh said he sold his house with you and you're great and I shouldn't call anyone else. That's obviously the best kind of call you can get. The second best call you can get is from someone who values reviews. If someone's looking online for reviews, then reviews mean something to them. And that social proof is every bit as good as, hey, Josh told me to call you. When those people call me from Google, in their mind, having 60 recommendations is better than Josh. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You're also zeroing in on the people that you want to work with. Like, it's obvious that the people that value that are, are, are fits your niche or fits the people that you want to work with because that's your model. You want to go towards this referral. Correct. Sort of model. And, uh, so they're naturally going to be, they're, they're going to connect with you. You're going to they want They care to- about service. They care about communication. They care about all that stuff. And guess what? They're not beating me up on the commission. <laughs> how did you get the reviews, Will? Like, how, how so, like, what tips do you have for collecting reviews? So, like- what I did, um, 2009, I joined Zillow and started paying them a few bucks. But I'm pretty competitive. And the, my, my rep, Elizabeth, said, now, in order for you to have your money worthwhile, you got to get reviews. So, I looked in my marketplace on the agent finder. Uh, they've got to mess that up. I'm not a fan of Zillow anymore. Um, I'm yeah. just there because I have to be. Uh, and because I have the reviews, so I get a lot of organic business that other agents don't even dream of getting. I get people reach out to me. On Sunday, I got a call from a guy on my phone because he saw my reviews on Zillow and um, he wants me to help him buy a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, usually, uh, unlike the market right now, but usually I'm getting calls this time of year, three, four listings a month just from people finding me online on reviews. That's uh, amazing, man. Right. So, but it's not happening now because of what we're going through. But um, what was I getting at? Oh yeah, 2009. So I looked and saw who, who had the most reviews and this guy um, had 60 or 58 reviews. So I called him up and I said, how did you get all those reviews? And he says, well, I just asked my clients. I'm like, okay, fair enough. So what I did is I started going back all, I mean, I was already doing a really good job of keeping in touch with my people. So it's not like I haven't talked to Luke or texted Luke or emailed Luke in forever. And then suddenly I'm saying, hey, man, can you give me a review? And you're like, going, what the hell is this guy all about? Right. <laughs> I mean, I was able to go out to my past clients in my sphere and ask for re- reviews because I already had an ongoing relationship with them because I was following up doing my newsletter and, uh, you know, all the other stuff that I do. So I was able to get up to 100 reviews, I think, my first year. Um, mm. But little did I know that I was ahead of the curve because now it's very hard unless someone's selling three, 400 homes a year and doubling down on the service and communication. So their clients actually don't give them a bad review. Yeah. Um, they just can't catch up with me now. So if I were a new agent, what I would be doing is I would, I'd get a Google profile. I would pay home snap four ninety five a year. So they'll optimize it for you. They'll post all your listings to it. I would start putting uh, photos on there of, of yourself, like personal stuff, gardening, thing, pictures with your clients, sold signs. And then I would start 
really digging deep to get reviews on Google. That's what I would do again. To answer the question that you were gonna ask me at the end, what would I do? What I tell young Will, get, get a Google profile and knock it out of the park. Get as many reviews, reviews as you can. Because if you go on there, agents aren't, they're not concentrating on Google. And it's a, Google's a home run. Mm. I love that, man. That's so powerful. That's a golden nugget there. And it's true. I mean, it's so true. People are making their decisions based upon that, which is the social proof based upon the trust. And that's why, you know, buy referral only. Like, that's why that's so successful. That's why the, the foundation of the real estate business is relationships, because the foundation of a transaction is based on trust. And so that social proof is trust, man. It's, it's showcasing it's all it is. Matter you know, the trust that they can have in you and your service. Are you dreading the thought of making cold calls? Regardless of your experience level, cold calling can be one of the toughest parts of your job. But at the end of the day, it's also one of the best ways to get new customers. If you want to learn how to get better at cold calling and close more deals, go to ReminderMedia.com forward slash cold calling and download our guide to cold calling for free. That's ReminderMedia.com forward slash cold calling. Take action on this today. All right. So let's get, man, that's incredible. So I'm going to, you know, recap this a little bit. So you are communicating 15 to 20 times a year with your list is what More you said? More than that, because we're doing, um, there was a guy named Craig Fort and he owned Service for Life. He's no longer, he sold it off. Um, I've, he's, he sends you a Word doc once a month and it's, a, it's, it's stuff you read on the toilet. It's uh, nothing to do with real estate. And then yep. it has a trivia question in it. It's black and white on ledger paper, it folds in half and then folded in mail. Um, I've been sending that out since 2003. And then you have a cover letter on it talking about your family, talking about your kids, talking about whatever. Um, so I've been sending that out. Uh, but then I, I, I've been texting quarterly for years. I used to send out uh, Christmas cards. I gave up on that. Um, yeah. But I've been texting quarterly for years. I, um, when everyone else is hammered on New Year's Eve, and I'm not saying I'm not hammered on New Year's Eve. I'm just saying when they're just <laughs> hammered and productive. <laughs> I am productively hammered. I, I will go get my closest sphere, people that are real like um, core advocates of mine, and I text them Happy New Year like at 12.04. I do that every year. Just think like I could have the, you could stick six Bud Whites or Bud, Bud Lights in me and I'm still wishing people that I know happy new year that have sent me business before. Dude, ladies, not expecting that, that from the realtor. A nugget. That's a golden nugget right there. That's unbelievable. That's, that's free. It's none of this stuff costs any money. You just have to think about it and be deliberate about it. Mm. Um, and now I've got, now we're doing uh, follow up boss. I just signed up for that. It's an amazing CRM. And um, so now it's reminding us to call our leads and we never did that before. So that was the one loose end in my business. And now we've got that. So no, that's the number one thing that I coach agents on is that if you want to have, be successful in this business, pick up the phone, call your sphere, call your clients, check in on them. I mean, it's being intentional, you know, being deliberate. I think that's a great word for it. It's just being intentional about reaching out. So you're reaching out over 20 times. You're doing these weekly updates now. You're boosting that. That's incredible. So walk us through, you know, building out your team, right? Because a lot of agents, they get to a level of production. 
and then they want to know, should I hire an assistant there? Who should, what made you structure your team this way with a listing manager and a showing agent? Why didn't you do just a assistant that does contract to close? All right. What was the thought process? When I first started Penny Real Estate and I knew I needed someone because it was just my wife and I, she didn't sell houses. We had really young kids. We had a two and a five-year-old and I was working from home. Um, so we, we opened up an office about six months in just around the corner from where we lived at the time. And, um, and I brought this woman over, uh, she's not listening to this podcast cause she just, uh, that's why she's not with me anymore. She just didn't have a head for it, but she lasted a year. She made 52 grand off of the 10% or 15, 20% she was making off me, got to the end of the year and asked for a pay raise. <laughs> so I let her go the same day. That was it. That was her pay raise. So I just cut her loose because I figured if you're going to ask me for a pay raise working part time, getting she basically I was her realtor. Yeah. She was the pimp and I was the hooker. You know, she was getting a cut of everything I did. And all she had to do was, uh, you know, photograph houses and stuff. So um, I did that on and off. I had a, an assistant who was licensed. I, she came and answered the phones at our office so that we didn't have to do it. And then I got her licensed and then I started paying her $20 an hour to show houses, W2, where a lot of realtors make mistakes is they try to cheap out on their people. And I knew early on that if I 1099 her 20 bucks an hour, she wouldn't pay her taxes and then she would sink herself at the end of the first year. Hmm. Right? Because if you just think about yourself and they're, you're only paying them 20 bucks an hour to show houses, then they're not going to pay their taxes. So I, I flipped her to W2, paid her 20 bucks an hour. Her husband grumped about her having to be gone on the weekends because she, I wouldn't show houses at all. So I'd meet with the buyer um, and then she would show them homes. And then once they found one, I would write the offer. Okay. So her husband got uh, grumpy. So I bumped her up to 30 bucks an hour and then he shut up. So, Cause then she was getting 30 bucks an hour part time. So, uh, she left, I think, 2007. And then 2009 or 10, uh, Rebecca, who's with me now, uh, she, I knew her for a long time. She had her real estate license. She worked for an appraisal office. and she, So she showed houses for me at night and on the weekends. So I okay. would show houses during the day. And I would have appointments to meet new buyers on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. And then I didn't do anything on the weekends. So she would show houses on, at night and on the weekends for me. And I paid her, you know, that 25, 30 bucks an hour W2. Well then in 2000, so she was doing that. So that when you talk about assistance, the biggest time drain in my world is showing houses. Mm. So I, did, I figured I can do, I can process stuff. Um, I can uh, write escrow letters, but the showing of the homes is that if you're busy is the biggest time drain ever. Mm. So I would just explain to my clients that, Okay, so Rebecca's going to show you houses. Once you find one, we'd set them up on a group text. Once you find one, then I'll jump back in. I'll write the offer. Um, I'll go to the home inspection if I haven't seen the house. Um, for a long time, I'd go see the house again before they wrote the offer. But then the market got to the point where I didn't have time to go show the house. Sure. So then I'd go to the home inspection for part of it. And then Rebecca would come for the rest. And then I'd oversee the closing. My biggest goal at all times with my team was that they would remember me and no one else. Mm. because afterwards the problem with a lot of teams they never grow organically 
because you've got uh, John Smith, the team leader, and he's got 20 agents. And at the end of the day, those agents are selling seven to 12 homes a year, lead dependent. They don't have the skills to create a relationship and an ongoing referral-based business with those people. So and the minute the leads turn off, the team just implodes. Man, that's so powerful, man. You're spot on there. So I, I wanted to have with my team uh, where they each have integral roles, but I'm the center of the wheel. Mm. More like a doctor's office. I don't do, you know, I don't do blood pressure. I don't, uh, I don't check, you know, whatever doctors do that, you know, or excuse me, what their assistants do and they don't, then they come in. So I try to set it up. So I've got the showing agent, they show them homes. I jump in and handle the actual high touch stuff. So then in 2013, um, do you guys have like uh, Great Wolf Lodge or Kalahari or anything like that near you? I think we you have a Great Wolf about? Lodge. It's like an yeah, indoor water park. Great Wolf Lodge, I think we have near us. Yeah. yeah. So we've got Sandusky, right? Cedar Point is about 100 miles, oh, yeah. 100 and, I don't know, 100 miles from us. Well, we used to, it's a disgusting They'll never be able to open that up with, uh, with coronavirus. It's, it's a horrible place. So anyway, we used to take our kids there. Yeah, but how do you feel? <laughs> we used to take our kids there um, for spring break. So with groups of friends. So we're there. I had a few beers in me. And Tina, who used who her kids, she has triplets. Um, her kids go to school with my daughter at the same age. Someone said, oh, you should hire Tina. And I said, no problem. I was lit. I said, great, I'll hire her. Well, I forgot about it. Monday, she emails me her resume and says, when can I start? No way. Swear to God. Dude, that's, <laughs> should, should I say at this moment, classic real estate agent? Because isn't it at the conferences, all the real estate agents are just getting lit right. everywhere. <laughs> Dude, and the thing is, I, I'm 5'10 and 160 pounds. In the summer, I'm like 154. I run oh, a lot. Man. I can only, if I drink four beers, I'm saying stuff that you don't want me to say. So I don't. <laughs> That's my, I have my limits, but so anyway, I, I told Mary, my wife, I'm like, Tina thinks we're hiring her. She's like, great. I knew you were speaking out of turn. So anyway, I hired her and I paid her a salary. She had to leave her other job. So I had to pay her quite well. Well, then she got her license. So what she started doing for me in 2013. So I had the buyer end covered. Okay. Well, then I ended up, uh, she, she got her license. If I, if I go out and meet with you to sell your, to sell your house, I would leave the, I'd have you sign the listing agreement. I would leave the disclosures with you. And then Tina would come over. She would take the photographs, measure, get, uh, go over the disclosures with you, make sure they're okay. And the home information, take, take it back to the office, put it in the MLS, make sure it's on all the other sites mm -hmm. and then keep in touch with them until they got an offer. So the only time I had to talk to that seller was when I met with them there. And then when an offer came in, I handled it from there. So she handled all the communication between listing and offer. And then I handled the offer and all the way through closing. And she sent in the, uh, she'd check on the addendums and uh, the ROC or removal of contingency. She would uh, send in the escrow letter, but all again, all the high touch stuff on the listing side I did. So I was able to work 30 to 40 hours a week and I had these two people. Well, then what happened was I, T Rebecca came in with me full-time in 2017 and uh, part of her package, I gave her a, a salary. So she showed homes for me during the day. Well, then she also had to sell um, 15 homes a year and she got paid bonuses based on that. And then with Tina, 
same thing. She got her salary for doing her stuff during the day. And then she also had a goal um, and she started selling two to $3 million. Uh, she had 5 million last year and worked wow. with me full time. Wow. So, so both two, of my, that was a great, like kind of out of turn speak when you were lit that turned into a great hire for you. <laughs> they're both great hires. Yeah. They're, they're very, very good moves on my part. So, so they both generate revenue mm. and, and that's my three person team. So then 2018, I got Mark on board. Um, so that's pretty much it. So we get re keep in touch with the past clients. Um, I get, we had about 15, 20 deals from Zillow last year, um, just from leads, but I'm nice. trying to pull myself away from that because right. I, but it seems to me like what you're hitting on really is this idea of like omnipresence and like Josh and I are big on this now is this it's like you have at the same time of building relationships you're <clears> building a massive brand meaning people are seeing you everywhere you're boosting your upmarket updates so they're seeing you and you know it's really the activity puts in people's mind that you're productive they see you as productive and they think oh man it's success and then you have the social proof to back it up all these reviews so you've created this incredible brand built on the foundation of relationships so right. it's really i mean that is literally i mean that's what josh and i preach it's like you need both going you have to build your database build by referral it's all about relationships but at the same time you're building a brand to where the business just starts blowing to you because people see you everywhere they know about you and it's built on such a firm foundation and so it's right. incredible man so i gotta ask you okay so successful people tend to have routines right that they implement in their oh, life man. Yeah. are there any things that you implement besides drinking four bud lights and offering jobs i know? barely ever drink any i don't i've never been a heavy drinker i could drink maybe three or four beers i don't drink that much at all but what are some of the, all the best stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are the routines that you have done that have driven success for you in your, in your life that you would maybe point out, point people to? The crazy part is um, none of my friends think I work. My parent, my dad thinks I'm a bum. Um, I work, it's, it, because I've been doing this so freaking long, because I start, I mean, most people that have been in the business 30 years are like 80, mm. you know? So I'm 51. And it's, it's my 33rd year. So um, like last year, we went to Florida for a month. Uh, this year, we went two months. January and February, I was in Marco Island, Florida for two months. It's amazing, man. So I'm, although the videos are me, I'm working really hard. Like Mark, who works with me, he's 36. Um, Tina and Rebecca are my age. Uh, but I'm just trying to make them success. I've created a situation where I don't think, knock on wood, where they don't want to leave. Um, like Tina and Rebecca have situations where they can't duplicate their job in the marketplace, right? And they know that. And I say that in a respectful way. I mean, if they didn't like me or didn't feel like I prov provided value, then they would leave. But they can't, they can't duplicate their job in the marketplace and get a... Uh, a salary job with benefits, paid vacation, uh, have their commissions paid in bonuses through their W-2 paycheck. It, you know, and I know that that's almost unheard of yep. in residential real estate sales. Yeah, man. 
so I, I always try, I tried to create a team where they wouldn't. And again, I, I'm invested in it every day. I talk to them every day. So I don't want to make it sound like just the money's the only thing or the terms of their deal is the only thing. But I, I was all, I, I didn't want to ever take it for granted. And I wanted to make sure that they had a situation that would be very hard for them to walk away from. Right. So Tina, I can go to Florida now for two months Unfortunately, with Zoom, we can do meetings. I, w I sold 12 houses the two months I was down there, you know, with dot loop and technology. Uh, my clients didn't even know I was there. You know, I just answer the phone. I could be in Tokyo. They don't know. Well, it's a different time zone there. But um, So routines wise, I mean, I, I don't get up early. I'll just throw it out there. All these other pros that you have on here, get up at 445. I don't. I get up at about... Well, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I run with a buddy of mine at 8.30, so I get up at 7.40. And the other three days in the week, I get up. I run early on the weekend, so I get up at about 7 on Saturday and Sunday because I run for two to three hours both days. Uh, and then, but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I get up about 8.30. Hmm. Um, but I run 40 to 50, sometimes 60 miles a week. That's uh, real, man. I'm under normal circumstances, I'm part of two running groups that I have gotten a ton of business from. Long distance running groups, you would think they were a bunch of goofs, but in my Saturday morning running group, we have a dermatologist, the head of infectious disease for the Cleveland Clinic, uh, three attorneys, one of them works for Jones Day, makes two million bucks a year for Jones Day, um, three IT guys. These are hard charging A type, Guys that run 50 and 100 mile races, they're not, I mean, they're very competitive usually, and they have good jobs. And I've sold most of them houses or sold houses for them. What an incredible marketing tip there, just from the meetups, just being part of your network, whatever you're into, get a part of that. And those people need to live somewhere too. Yeah. Um, and they think, and I've got something in common with them. Yeah, right? man. So that, uh, in terms of my routines, I, I work really hard to make sure that, um, I, t I joked before, I, my number one goal is for my wife not to walk, you know, because I'm in my 50s now, and you hear a bunch of, bunch of guys get into their 50s, they get sloppy, and they either cheat, or their wife cheats, or they fall out of love. So I'm hyper-focused on making sure that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that's one routine. I've got two grown kids that are in college. I really want to be good to them. I try to take care of my team. I call them all the time. And, but other than that, I mean, I don't, and I'm really focused on staying in touch with my past clients, but I do it in a really kind of sporadic way. It's mm. not systematized. I just remember quarterly to stay in touch with my past clients. And I wanted to make sure through April that I touched everyone in my dad, every one of my past clients that I could, that I had a phone number for either call or text them. Those kind, I'm focused on that, but I don't have the well, kind of- We say in every episode, there's no silver bullet, right? There's no magic path. I think the fact that no. you're- No. I was you're listening to a guy the other day. His name's Quint Q. Burdett. Have you guys heard of him? No. Quint? No. Quint, he's from Mississippi. 20, okay. I, want, I don't want this to be about him. I want it to be about me, but anyway, <laughs> this kid- He's 26. He sold 106 homes his first year. Woo! 106 homes his first year, all from cold calling and door knocking. And then he set up this system where he gets, he gives himself so many points for uh, 
selling a house, listings. I'm actually going to implement it with my people. And he has to get four points today. This guy's a rock. I mean, 26 years That's old. That's crazy, man. Yeah, we're going to have to have him on the show, Will. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard him on a uh, uh, on Josh Smith's podcast. Yeah, man. I love Josh Smith. He's awesome. So he was, but he sold 106 homes his first year. And I was like, and he's in his second year and he's already bought five houses. He wants to have 30 by the time he's 30. I'm like, I just want to feel, I just want to give up. I mean, nothing I've done can come close to that. <laughs> I love that, man. I can tell how driven you are. It's just the raw authenticity, man. You're, you're a beast, dude. Like I can just oh, like well, so, so authentic. I freaking love it, man. It's why you're killing it. Um, you're just real and you're doing so many incredible things. And I love the fact that it's not a magic formula because that's the truth. That's what kills everybody. Everybody starts in this business and thinks there's some system out there that they're going to find that's going to suddenly make their business successful. And it doesn't work that way. It, it really comes down to the basics, which is, man, you got to care about people. You got to help people. You got to keep in touch with people. And there's a lot of ways to do that. You can send text messages to people. You can phone call them. You can, you know, you can send them handwritten notes. You can do a lot of things to apply those basic principles, but everybody's out there looking for the magic formula and it just doesn't, it doesn't exist, man. The goal in our business long-term is, to have as many people that know, like, and trust you and are trained to refer you. Because you can have people, you can know, like, and trust me, but the problem with most realtors, they don't tell people that they need referrals. And that's what Joe Stump said to me in, in 1997. You can't, you have to, they have to know, like, trust you, and then they have to know that you need the work, and then you have to thank them for the work. Those, that's the, that's it. No, like, trust know that they that you that you appreciate the work and you need it because a lot of them they don't know i would never think to refer to my account and i think he's got too much work anyway and he's never yep. asked me for it correct man but i still at my age i still tell at the beginning of every relationship with a client i let them know my goal i said my dirty ulterior motive is i want a good review at the end and i know that all that is is the byproduct of an excellent relationship all a review is is the by it's a byproduct of an excellent relationship and i tell people that our entire process is so that you are willing to give me a good review at the end. Mm. That's it. And I know that I, what I have to do in the middle. So you have an excellent experience. I say the only reason, the only way that you're going to give me a good review is if you feel, because if you're just apathetic or it was okay, they'll say they'll do it and won't. So you really have to step it up to have them uh, give you a good review. Mm. Um, that. That's the that's the trick. Step up, people! Come on. Yes, yeah, this is hashtag step up. No, I love that, man. Now, Will, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being transparent with your with your company and how you build it and everything, and just really the the tenacity and growing this. Before we close, let people know how they can connect with you. Well, um, they can email me at will at pennyrealestate.com. P-E-N-N-E-Y realestate.com. Um, they're not going to plug your Instagram. Instagram is at what is it? <laughs> That's why you don't have enough followers, Will. I know you don't know your handle. <laughs> it's uh, it's Penny underscore Real Estate. That's awesome. No, we we really appreciate it. That's dude. This one was a this was a lesson on how to grow and maintain a business, uh, not just in real estate with referrals and reviews. Absolutely amazing. Thanks again for being here. Thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper in this episode, get these resources that we mentioned, you can go to statepaidpodcast.com. 
And if you want to support the show, this is free. So the only thing that we ask free to do is to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And the best way is to send us a referral. Tell a friend about this episode. Share on your social media. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. We also started a Facebook page. So we're Stay Paid Podcast on Facebook too. We want to get that thing to 10,000 followers. So head on over there and like that. That's a lot. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre, and here's the action item for you. Man, this podcast, wow, this was awesome. 250 homes, guys, last year. And what the action item I have for you is do that market update video. That is such a no-brainer right now, what everybody's going through. But catch on to go back and listen to the clip. You know, being sensitive about what happened, you know, what's going on right now. And hey, it's tough times, but then showing positivity that things are still happening. It's so simple. We'll take you five to 10 minutes, pull out your cell phone, shoot that video. If you want to take it to ninja level, put $50 behind it on Facebook. You guys can actually check out, we did a whole webinar on how to do Facebook ads at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash reminder media. It will teach you in the ads manager how to boost a post. So you guys can go check that out to learn how to do it. But do that market update. It gets you in front of your clients. It shows your prospects in your community that you're active and it builds that brand that ultimately will bring people to you. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry we've worked in is top producers take action. So take action on that today.